Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. Welcome everyone to this week's edition of Behind the Braves presented by Jostens, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves digital media content manager, joined in my office across the desk here by my partner and co-host, Greg McMichael, aka G Diddy. Ladies and gentlemen, G Diddy is in the house. Uh, I, I, I mentioned, if you if you tuned in last week, I said, you know, Greg had some things to attend to, and I don't know, I probably should have asked you before we start recording if you actually wanted to share this, but uh, if if you don't, we'll, we'll start over. But uh, you're a gr- proud grandpa now, granddaddy. How does that feel? Oh, my gosh. I I'm not real sure how I feel about it, but uh, I still think I'm 18 years old. But it is pretty amazing. I mean, you, you get this little baby that comes to you, and you just you love them right away. I mean, they've done nothing, right? But just right. for some reason, you love them, and you can't stop looking at them. So we were there. It's like when a top prospect gets called up. You already <laughs> yeah. love them, and they haven't That's done right. anything. That's right. <laughs> No, she's uh, Tallulah May. She's uh, she's precious, and I uh, got to see her um, just a little bit after she was born. We were in North Carolina with my daughter and her husband. Got to see see them, spend some time with them last weekend. So uh, I heard you had a great time with Ozzy, and and uh, sorry I missed that. But man, I, I I have these little videos, and thank God for FaceTime. I mean, of course, I've got a daughter in New Zealand, right, with her husband, and then. Um, my uh, daughter and her husband, other daughter and her husband are over in North Carolina, and then they have this baby. So you leave, right? But you still want to see, because they change so quick. I mean, the right. babies, man, they go from, they go, they start changing. So, you know, you get to see videos and pictures, but appreciate that. Real excited about it. I don't really think of myself as a, a granddad, but my daughter gave me the nickname G Diddy. So uh, I so like that, it. I can, I can go with that. I like it when some, when you go like off the, you know off the like off the beaten path under the beaten path a little bit <laughs> off the beaten path excuse me like with the names like um as my you know i'm pushing 40 and as my mom has reminded me a number of times over the last few years she still doesn't have grandchildren so oh okay yeah but hey wedding is now six <laughs> months away so you gotta you at least got a shot mom i don't know what else to tell you, <laughs> you go. Uh, but i know what she's gonna be is uh, i asked her i was like well you know, if you once you do start having grandchildren, what are we, what are you going to be called? So I guess when she was she was the oldest of her four siblings, and one of her younger siblings when they were growing up called her Yay Yay because that was all nice. he could say when he yeah. was little, <laughs> and so it kind of stuck just as a nickname. She's like, I think I want to be Yay Yay. I like that. I'm like I like that. So then I asked my dad. I was like, Well, what what would you want to be called? <laughs> and he meant this too. He just goes, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
All right. Cool, Dad. <laughs> I know. We weren't that creative when I was young. Yeah. It was Papa, yeah. Bud, Papa, Mac, you know, Grandma this, Grandma that. So. I, I had two granddaddies, a meemaw, and, and my Nana is the last. She's, she's still doing well, so she's still still with us, thankfully. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. so But it's good to mix it up a yeah, little bit every I now like and then. It. Well, you know what? Since you've got this, this brand new granddaughter, you know, she was born in the year of the defending champions, <laughs> Greg. Watch this shameless transition. <laughs> if you want to get her something to remember, uh, the year she was born by when the Braves were defending champions you can go to she, you can go to jostens.com slash Braves and you can get all kinds of stuff there for her. you can get her the look we've joked all year not joked but we, we love talking about the paperweight I keep seeing that thing and I'm telling you it's like I, I think I'm gonna have to I think I'm just gonna have to buy one because I kind of want that big thing right, right here I on my desk. I just saw one on um, Scott Cunningham's there you desk, go. and, and I looked, picked it up, and it was phenomenal. I'm like, wow! I, that's the first time I've seen it. I mean, not seen it, it was the first time I've held it. Right. It was pretty cool. And it's it's right here, Jostens.com/slash/Braves. There it is, replica ring paperweight. I, I, I I'm going back and forth on this. Literally, as I'm looking here on the website, right in the row below it are the uh, World Series wedding bands that you can get. Oh, there you go. And I do have a wedding coming up here in a few months. So, I mean, I've got the World Series ring. I mean, the paperweight, I mean, you don't work at the beach. So, I mean, I don't know where you would need to weigh down your papers, but the wedding band I could see would be uh, very... What about both? Well, that's true. I don't need to weigh down any papers, but I would, I mean, obviously this is, y'all can't see my office here, but my door is open most of the time. I would put the paperweight right here on this corner where, because I'm kind of in the middle of our floor here, my office. So a lot of people, a lot of foot traffic during Mm -hmm. the day. So for everybody can just walk by and see this giant uh, replica (laughs) ring paperweight. I think that, I think everybody would enjoy that. So Jostens.com slash Braves if you want to check some of that stuff out. All jokes aside and all seriousness, really cool stuff clubhouse store they've got a display case down there with a lot of this stuff that you can you can check it out before you buy it so they've been a great partner of ours this year we really appreciate it all right greg as we're recording this it's wednesday it's a little bit before lunchtime wednesday september 7th as of right now the Braves and Mets are tied for the division lead. By the time this comes out later today, that could be – there's a number of different scenarios. The Mets are playing two games today, so they could be back in the lead. The Braves could have sole possession of the lead. Uh, I haven't done the math on there this. There won't be a tie. There won't be a tie, right? There can't be, right? I'm Math and mm-hmm. is not my strong suit. If you've listened to this show for a long time, you probably already know that. So, so we don't know how this is going to end up at the end of today. But it doesn't – even worst-case scenario for the Braves, the point is – they were ten and a half back beginning of June, and they played their way back into it. So this is where I want to start with you, because this is what I kept. I've been thinking about this a lot this summer, honestly. Your rookie year, the '93 team. That how 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 many games back were you guys of the Giants? Ten or eleven? Um, we were over. I think we were ten games at the All Star break. Oh, it was ten at the All Star break. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, so that's just such. It's a I, which is I, kind of the same. What happened to this team? Same. This team was ten and a half. I think. Yeah, ten and a half early June, and then. And it went back and forth a little bit. I think they got down under five, then back up to seven. I mean, it, it's it's kind of the the roller coaster a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's all led us to where we're at now, in the first week of September, and right there in it. I, what I wanted to ask you first was, I know you guys, you come to the ballpark every day, preparing and you're focused, ready to win. But when you're the one chasing the team, I know you always want to be the team that's in the lead. That's I- ideal. But 
when you are the team that's chasing and has to make up that ground and you're making up that ground and it's September and then boom, you've after you've worked all summer, you're right back in it. How much fun is that to come to the ballpark every day? To me, that seems as a fan, I feel it. I feel like for you guys, that's got to be contagious, right? Well, definitely. And, and if you think about this, back then there was no wild card. Right. So you either win or you went home. You win your division, yeah. and you're done. So there's a little bit less pressure because you have mul- you know multiple rounds of playoffs. They've got, I think, three. What do they have? Three wild cards or whatever now. So there's, it didn't seem to be as um, intense, even though I still enjoy the pennant race because for us, you know, we're we're all about winning division titles first. You know, at least uh, that always looks good as your team wins the division every year. And the Braves, we've won our division more times than you know anybody else in it. So, I think with that made it a little bit more intense but if you think about how long the season is and those days of july august september can get really long and drag drag out so when you're chasing somebody and you see it go from 10 9 now of course we played the giants right after the all-star break and i think we swept them okay three games so went from 10 to 7 just like that and for our younger listeners who maybe don't know the braves were were at this time yeah or that too the braves were in the nl west Mm -hmm. at that point so greg referencing the giants is that's who that's who we were chasing Mm -hmm. for the you guys Giants, dodgers rockies padres right and And atlanta and atlanta yeah Yeah. (laughs) so it was pretty pretty amazing that you knew that you had to win your division because it would have been over and then you know this team had just come off 91 world series 92 world series and now here we are 93 we get fred mcgriff we have greg maddox so we were even a higher more highly touted team and the expectations were even higher than they were in 91 and 92 so to be 10 games back it was a major disappointment now the giants had a really good team i mean will clark barry bonds i mean they had robbie thompson at second base and you had matt uh, williams at third base so they had a really good team dusty baker was their manager they had some really good players but for the braves they weren't anywhere near the kind of staff we had with Smoltz, Glavin, Maddox, Avery, Fred McGriff, you know, Javi Lopez. Well, no, Javi wasn't up yet, wasn't catching. But uh, David Justice in right, Ron Gant in left, Otis Nixon in center. So, I mean, we had top to bottom. We had one of the best teams in baseball. So it was a major disappointment. So coming off that, it's kind of like what you saw last year with this team where they flipped the script in August, late August, that, you know, um, this team did it. Uh, we did it in in uh, right the all star all star break in July, so it really made for an interesting course. My first time going through it, but it was just an amazing event. Just come to the field thinking, you know, you're getting closer, you're getting closer. Of course, I didn't know any better. I was just enjoying being my, you know, being on a great team and being in the big leagues, and uh, and and I became the closer at the end of you know at the after the all star break. So not only had the season changed because we started chasing this team, but then now I'm the closer in the chase. So every single game, when you're ten behind, every single game means you can't be blowing any saves. Right. So I had fifteen saves in a row and, and then I don't think I blew a save uh, like a two to one ball game against the Dodgers in late in September's with the first save that I blew. And that was a wall scraper by Eddie Murray, Hall of Famer. So I, you know I couldn't be too upset about that. But it just made for a different type of atmosphere coming to the field. There's just there was this there's extra energy that kind of started gaining momentum on us as we went through and went down to the last day. Dodgers and Giants were playing. We were tied. We were playing the Rockies. I pitched the final out, got the save, and then we stayed in the locker room and watched the the uh, Dodgers beat 
the Giants and to win it. And we went we went 104, and they end up losing and only won 103. So we went on. We're, and that, I know you guys were at home. Did they have the game like the Dodgers game on in the ballpark? I don't mm-hmm. know what the timing of that was. I feel like yeah, it was fans. a day game. Okay, so, so yeah. we pitched a day game, and uh, and so the fans stayed out there. We stayed in the locker room, and then we came out. You know, to people that stayed there because the same thing happened in like '91 or '92. I think 91, it definitely, I'm not thinking it happened in 92. I wasn't there. But what I hear was 91, it came down to the last day too. And all the fans stayed and the Braves stayed out on the field. They're watching on the, you know, Fulton County Stadium. So I heard that was a pretty cool sight. So we did kind of the same thing in 93. Nice. Well, it can be challenging at times when you're, when you're back 10 and a half. I'm just speaking from the fan side now. So it's not really challenging. It's just like, ugh. You know, we're better than this. Like sure. And I'm sure the team felt that, too. Well, I don't want it to go down to the last day. I know we're right. playing the Mets. Right. Right. Now, it'd be awesome. We play the Mets. Let's say we're tied going into that last weekend. And then we win the first two games. And then the last game, we just celebrate and we play right. the, uh, what's the, the, the Latino song? <laughs> oh, oh Narcos? Yeah. <laughs> play play the trumpets? Yeah. Every, every walk-up song is the Narcos song. <laughs> I've seen that the idea floated out there. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, I know. That would oh, be, my gosh. That would be fun. Some people here in their jobs, they would not be happy about that, but I think that would be pretty fun. <laughs> I, from my seat, I would enjoy it. I would enjoy it a lot. Um, we just have another Los Bravos, but it's Los Narcos. Yeah, there you go. I might, <laughs> by the way, I might have butchered it. Is it Narco or Narcos? This is how... Let's see. Because Narcos is the, uh, the... Okay, it's Narco. Oh, Narcos sorry. is... No, that's my fault. Narcos is the, uh, I think, the, the TV show, the Netflix show. Yeah. Narco. Okay. I've seen that, too. This is indeed, if you couldn't tell already, a Bubba and Harry edition. So <laughs> you knew what we were talking about, the trumpet song. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's a really cool song. It is. It, it sounds good. I it's William it fires you up. Yeah, William Contreras' walk-up music, and it sounds great when he comes up to the plate. I enjoy hearing it. So mm-hmm. I hope we get to hear it for him when he comes up to the plate in late October and early November. The, when we were 10 and a half back, I was I was thinking back to this too, in my own mind, going, well, if we're in the wild card, that's fine. Because the whole the whole goal, at the end of the day, when you really shake down, get in the tournament, get into the get into the postseason. You want to do your best to get there, but just that's at the end of the day, as long as you make it there, that's really all that matters. And so I kind of had that in my mind of we're going to, like, especially when we start early June, going that long winning streak, 14th straight, I think, trying to chase down the Mets, thinking, all right, we're clicking now. We're going to be playing in October. Because you know, the first two months of the season, you didn't know. We didn't know if we were even going to be playing in October mm-hmm. because they just they weren't clicking. Michael Harris, second comes up. Things start to happen. Start to click. I'm thinking, okay, we're, we're in the postseason. And so I was okay with the fact if it's going to be the wild card, I, I was okay with it. But in my mind, I kept thinking – like, in my mind, I'm going, I, we can win this division. We can chase them down. And I think it's for for two reasons. A, I, another reason why I referenced your, your rookie year, the 93 team, we've seen it happen before. And at a later start date, really, with the All-Star break, I mean, you guys did it. Making up that entire ground, you guys started later than this team did. So it can be done. We've seen it happen before. But also, I just kept thinking about the culture, the winning culture that's been built here over the last four years leading into this season and how 
I guess I never was too worried about it this summer. I still believed we would win it because I've just seen this team led by Snit and Alex in the front office and the great coaching staff we have. I've seen them overcome situations before where it's like, I remember in 2018, the first year that we went on this current run that we're on, there were a couple times throughout that season where I was just kind of like, I remember feeling like I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm. Like, just like, ugh. Like, is this where it's going to fall apart? Because, you know, by the prognosticators and whatnot, we're not supposed to be here. We're too young to be here. And it never did. And every time that there was, we've probably referenced this this one little stretch of time on this show. I don't know how many times the last few years, but I feel like it's such a crucial turning point in our franchise's history where we're at. That 2018 series against the eventual world champion Red Sox here at home got swept. And the third game, we were up big, blew a huge lead with our old friend Brandon Phillips with this just monster home run to left field. I don't think it's landed yet. <laughs> and then we go into that crucial series against the Diamondbacks in Arizona where it really could have fallen apart, and it didn't. And our guys came up, showed up, won those games, got Dan- back on track. Dansby made that incredible Dansby, play up the middle. That incredible play to end the game, the walk-off play tag at home, or however you would put that. And I think from that moment on, it's like I've seen this team bounce back so many times. Mm. And I just – I never – Look, we still might not win the division. I don't know. But as we're sitting here taping this, we're tied for first. We're back mm-hmm. in it. So I think it's – what I'm getting at is I think we should all really appreciate the what's been built here, the culture that's been built here. The We show up every day. We expect to win. We show up every season expecting to win. And we expect to be playing – not only playing in October, but playing deep in October. That 2018 team, I'm speaking for me, and probably I feel like I'm speaking for a lot of people involved with it. We were really happy just to have gotten there, won the division, and – playing with house money in that that particular postseason. But now there's a different attitude. Mm -hmm. We are supposed to be here. We're supposed to win every day. We're supposed to be playing October. And at this point, we're supposed to be competing for championships every year. So I'm just so full of pride and joy for not just the team that's been built on the field, but this season in particular, being at this ballpark every night. Yes, there's been something special built on the field. There's something really special that's also been built in our just the, the atmosphere we have here. I keep coming back to, I'm sorry to diss Oakland a little bit here, but they're a rebuilding team and they're trying to trying to get a ballpark situation figured out. Low payroll, a lot of young guys playing. Not a big draw on the road. Not a big draw at home, obviously. Not a big draw on the road. So I keep coming back to, I think, when we had that Tuesday game at home here against Oakland in June and the weather had kind of been crappy all day and we still had I think 33 34,000 people showed up to watch the Braves that mm-hmm. night and that wasn't like we had a, a Red Sox or Yankees in town that are or Cubs or Dodgers whoever they're drawing a bunch of their fans in that's 33,000 Braves fans that were here for that so I think as we're in the middle of this race to hopefully try to go for a fifth straight division title I, we should all just take a minute to appreciate What's been built here and how what a special time we're living in as Braves baseball fans for us as employees, too. But we're also fans. This is a truly, truly special time that we're living in. And I think just every day, if you're a Braves fan, just really soak all this in and appreciate it. And I hope we're doing this. Look, the, the front office has done a great job locking up the core of this team for a long time. So we should be in, should be competing for a long mm-hmm. time. But you never know what's going to happen. So just soak it all well, in right now. Yeah. And, you know, to the older Braves fans like me, this is just deja vu all over again right so this is something that brings back as we started talking about the 93 team these are the same feelings we had back in the in the mid 90s yes we finally got a world series then we're we were thrown right back in it you know very easily could have won again in 96 and that went on for 14 straight seasons so 
I don't feel any different. I, this is my second time going through it. I have the same. My expectations get up there. I see all things happening. Of course, now I'm seeing stuff from the front office, uh, which is really exciting because I see that, you know, as high quality we have on the field, we have it off the field. But the stuff that I'm seeing with young players coming up and getting signed and who have contributed right away. I mean, it takes me back to the Cleskos and the Javi Lopez's and Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones. Same things that were happening, Francoeur, McCann. The Braves have a history of that, developing young talent, putting them to work, and they, they contribute right away. Same thing we're seeing now. We've seen with these guys, with Michael Harris and, and Von Grissom. And then... I just it so I'm I'm not surprised by it. I'm glad that I have that feeling again, right? Yep. And so there's a lot of a lot of our fans out there. They're saying, "Oh man, this is just like it was back in the '90s." You know, this is, and and we have a lot of young fans now, like you know, that are like, "Wow, this is really cool." I I love coming to the games. I love being a part of that forty thousand people here every night and talking Braves all the time. And the Braves are relevant three hundred sixty five days a year. Well, that's the way it used to be. And so now you have parents who know that feeling, and now they're getting to share that with their kids. And so I think that's really special. I've seen a number of folks. We had a, we had a TikTok influencer. Yes, that is a thing nowadays, uh, who came out. And he's a former, I think he was a college, he was a collegiate baseball player. Really nice guy. And now he's got, he's built up a big following with his social media presence and channels. And so one thing he's doing this year is he's been going on tours of basically every ballpark in Major League Baseball, and like he kind of did a, like an East Coast tour. Mm. So all the East Coast ballparks, he went to each of them, posted videos about his experience, just went to one game at each place and what it was like. I saw him comment on this after the fact, and he ranked all of the, the stadiums he went to, and we were at the top of all the East Coast, as we should be. Uh, but I saw this from him. I've seen this from other people who have just come to a Braves game who – maybe aren't even a Braves fan or a baseball fan or they're a casual Braves fan. Coming to a Braves game is, it's it's an event at this point. It's not just a, eh, a catch a ball game. I mean, every game is just a, such an experience for everybody. The game day mm-hmm. entertainment that happens, mm-hmm. everything that's put into it. And then you know you're going to see a quality team on the field. And having worked now almost a decade in this, what's, what's been built here when you come out to a ball game, experience a Braves game as a fan? This is not the way it is everywhere else. No. And this, it's never been that way here. I mean, think about it. Here. I mean, yep. you didn't have that experience downtown. No. Right? But this is, is like... Okay, this can really be kind of a vacation. People come. I mean, people used to travel in to see us at Fulton County, Turner Field, but now when they travel in, it's a lot more special where you can stay on site. You can, you know, there's activities, whether it's movies and, you know, concerts and all these different things that they can do and have dinner and enjoy walking around, people watching and, and, uh, it's just a, man, it's just a different, a different vibe. But on the field, you know, the feelings, are very similar now of course what they've built outside of that and i think that's a tribute to what we're seeing when i talk about the high quality inside the walls versus you know out on the field that's a tribute to everything that goes on around the stadium and and the good game entertainment inside the stadium right we're, we're a month away from postseason but and this is a little bit of an abrupt subject change but i am just curious if if the season ended today how would you this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, line up your rotation for the postseason. I, I'm going to guess we both agree Max is, is your, your number one guy out there because mm-hmm. he's just your guy. and he's been. I mean, I, well, maybe I shouldn't assume that, but... How would you line up your rotation? You think? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with a veteran that's first, and I'm going to probably um, I'm going to pitch. If we're starting out on the road, then um, you know that might be a little bit different scenario. But if we're let's just say we're starting out and we're pitching, and it doesn't really matter home or away, but I'd probably put Spencer second. Okay, and that's then why I'd I put Charlie third. Yeah, and you'd have Kyle as your fourth guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's interesting. I w- that was why I asked because I was curious. Just with what Spencer's doing, I know we talked previously about well, they're probably going to watch his innings and all that. I haven't said. It. I think they were they were honest. They they came out and said no. They we're said not no, yeah. And what he's doing, why would you at this point? I mean, if let's just say we're let's, let's say today we, we've won the division, right? Okay, so we we probably will have a buy. Okay, so it'd be us and the Dodgers that would have a bye. So that means the first round we're going to play is the best of five. So those first two games are critical. I'm going to put my two hottest pitchers to play yep. the first two games. So, I, you know, Spencer's it might be our hottest pitcher right now. I would say and so. And then Max. So if you want to go that way, so either Max or Spencer, they're going to start the first two games. And then I'm going to go with, you know, my veteran guy, Charlie, next. And, and then um, so because – Anything can happen in a best of five. Right. So I've got to win those first two games. I almost looked at, I think, one of the big – there's all the obvious – obvious, obvious. <laughs> I just made up a word. Um, <laughs> whew, I'm working the, the West Coast games and uh, still waking up Get here. Get another sip of Mountain Dew there. Narcos and obvious. Sheesh. <laughs> so I think there's all the obvious reasons why you want to win the division and how it sets you up better. But I will say this. Granted, Max Scherzer, I think I just saw on Twitter, is going on the injured list right now, and he's had the left side fatigue. I don't know if that's if that's just different terminology they're using now for oblique, like he's had. That's, the past. A, that's an old man's oblique. <laughs> yeah, so whatever that is. But let's assume that he's back and healthy. One of the big benefits of the Braves winning the division – I look at it this way. I could be. I don't know if anybody else feels this way. Not so much the benefit for us directly, but the added benefit of making the Mets pitch in the wild card round and having to use up Degrom and Scherzer in that quick game series. And then, and I don't know how the seeding all lines up. I, I'll hands up. I haven't looked at mm-hmm. it like what it would be as of today if the Braves won Mets walker. I, I don't know. But let's just say you get into a situa- situation where Braves win the division, Mets go in the wild card series. They pitch those two guys. They win the wild card series. But then they can't turn around, and then you're not going to have to face them out of the gate. You're probably not going to have to face DeGrom and Scherzer out of the gate. Yeah. You might get to face You might have to face them. But I just feel like the advantage there of making at least your, one of your biggest rivals for this whole thing have to use their top two guys in that wild card and then potentially not be able to use them as much in the DS round. Right. To me, that's a pretty big deal. Well, Assuming DeGrom and Scherzer are both healthy and ready to go and, at the time. And here's why it's a bigger deal is because this division may not be settled to the last weekend. Right. So there's not going to be extra days off. Typically, if you, let's say, you clinch in the middle of September, they may go to a six-man rotation. They may skip a rotation just to give guys a quick breather and then try to get them to back into formation towards the end of the season. Well, that's not going to happen here. 
right? So it seems like that. Let's just say it doesn't. So if you if whoever wins the whoever wins the division, that next team is going to be the top wild card team. So if we don't win it, then that we're going to be the top wild card, which means that you know we're gonna we're gonna have to probably turn around and play. We won't have to play the best team, maybe not the Dodgers, but I think we'll probably play the Mets again, right? Right. Or if the Mets if the Mets are it and they win, so I think if while while it's going down to the wire those guys are going to get used and then you're going to turn around and, and jump right into a best of five. Um, yeah. Well, think let's, let's turn it around that way. And I don't get me wrong. I've I, Kyle and Charlie, like I've got confidence in them, but let's just say we're the wild card. So we win the, let's say we win the wild card series, two games, we pitch Max and Spencer, but then you're going into the DS facing whoever the Mets mm-hmm. Dodgers, whoever, however that shakes out. And now you're having to go Kyle and Charlie or Charlie and Kyle mm-hmm. is your first two out of the gate that's no disrespect to them but our best two guys right now are max yeah. and spencer and that's just right. that's just facts well it's yeah. different facing Degrom and um scherzer as opposed to the next two guys that they have i mean it just is i mean whether it's the name whether it's experience whether it's the stuff it's just different not every pitcher is the same and and then of course you know you could pick different types of times of the year where one pitcher is hotter than the other one and um you know so you're not looking at it from a career you're looking at it from week to week and you know now the hottest pitcher on the brave staff may not be you know spencer's hot right now but it may not be him maybe it's you know charlie and and so you'll have to make that decision uh, down the road. But I'm saying, like you said, it was as of today. Right. Spencer's the hottest pitcher on the team right now. So you mm-hmm. you want to come out the gate with those guys because if you can win the first two, you just got to win one out of three. You know, with your other pitchers. So that's that's ideal. Right. So I think there's a huge advantage for us to win the division. Yeah, you can just say, well, it really doesn't matter. You're going to get in no matter what. But but anything can happen in a best of three. Anything can happen even in a best of five. That best of five series is still you it doesn't show the best team it's a really tricky series um i mean just look at the nationals they just beat the mets two out of three are and it's the worst team in baseball right that tells you right there it's anything can happen in a, in a best of three yeah and a best of five so that's why best of sevens are always typically the better team wins right because you got to pitch the whole staff, and you just exploit any weaknesses in a best of seven series. But those first two series, that's a totally different ball game. But it's more important than ever for us to win the division. Absolutely. And again, we added the we prefaced this by saying, this is September seventh. Mm-hmm. So much can happen. I mean, the last day of the regular season is in Miami on October fifth. So much can happen between now and then. You know, Kyle got roughed up a little bit last night in Oakland. He could come out his next few starts and be lights out and he could go into you just don't know in the next month he could be the hot our hottest mm-hmm. pitcher going into it you just don't know but it's just interesting to me as it currently stands to see how it would shake out and again what spencer has done in particular this year is just mm-hmm. well what our what our front office has done in identifying and drafting talent in the right. last few years is pretty amazing I mean, could you imagine playing the the marlins in a best of three and you got all contra and then the, right. that guy they threw out there the other night those two guys mm-hmm. they, i'd put them up against anybody sure. those are two of the better pitchers in in the game now they don't get any run support but still i mean you could take any team and their top two pitchers or you know it's a crapshoot yep well again I, I would just kind of tie everything back together here before we sign off just to appreciate what we're witnessing now in this this great time this kind of new golden era of braves baseball baseball that we're currently experiencing i've got counterparts that uh, that work in kind of the same area as i do with other teams in, in major league baseball and they've been with those teams a, 
almost or if not as long as I've been with the Braves. And at this point, they've never gotten to work a postseason game. Mm. Or they've worked a postseason game but haven't experienced a winning postseason, mm. just even a game yet. And for me and the friendship and the working relationship I have with them, I want them to experience that. But selfishly, it also makes me appreciate, like, man, the fact that we're getting to talk about this every year at this point and getting to do this and that all of us here and you listening as fans get to go on this ride every year. It's a special. I'm fired up because it's the calendar has turned to September and it's just so much fun to mm-hmm. be to, to be sitting here talking about this with our team. So hope you're all enjoying it the way we are. G Diddy, it's been great to have you back. <laughs> uh, look forward to meeting little Tallulah at some point in person. The video, I am I, I got to tell y'all, Greg, when he came back in the office last week, he showed me the video he had of his granddaughter and there was that that glow on his face was uh, <laughs> it was real and it was cool to see. So good to have you back, thank G you. Diddy. Yeah, and uh, be here. Yeah. And uh, we thank you all for listening. Go Braves for Greg McMichael, a.k.a. G. Diddy. I'm Ricky Mast. We'll see you next week. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.